welcome into another edition of The Session with Londa and David. My name's David Austin, and sitting across from me, as always, the prettiest girl I know, Londa Joanne Sherwood Austin. How are you today, beautiful? I am great. Thank you very much. I love this whole combo you got cooking, and I love that this is our Valentine's Day relationship edition of the session, and you're wearing your necklace that says love. It does. That makes me super happy. And thank you very much for that. It was my birthday gift. It really was your birthday gift. Yes. That was from January 28th. If anybody needs to know when your (laughs) birthday is, it's January 28th. You need to get gifts in the mail immediately because <laughs> yeah. you're already two weeks yeah. late. Accepting gifts all year long. There you have it, and there it is. My name's David Austin, as I said, and this is The Session with Londa and David, and it's brought to you each week by Sherwood Austin Growth Consultants. If you're looking to grow your income and success, Sherwood Austin Growth Consultants can help you find your sweet spot. I like that, by the way. Help you find your sweet spot. I like it. We well, Whether you're hoping to increase sales, grow your team, get your bottom line back in in shape. You owe it to yourself to reach out to Londa at 509-491-2663. That number again, 509-491-2663. With over 40 years of combined sales, training, coaching, and management success, Sherwood Austin Growth Consultants is the right team to call. The number again, 509-491-2663. You can even text that number. To get Londa today. It's a great time to be in business. Why not be in business with us? I like that. That's fun. I like it. So that's out of the way. We don't need to do that billboard for quite some time again. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about today's uh, show. I too am excited about today's show. Four day dirty ponytail hair. Let's go. It looks really good. <laughs> Spectacular. And it's not like your four days dirty. You took a bath today, but yeah, you didn't yeah. wash your hair today. So there you have it, and there it is. Okay, so this is the relationship edition of the session with Londa and David. Tell me exactly what that means. Well, I we've had a lot of questions about our relationship. Yes, we are married. Yes, yes, yes. But I I get a lot of questions um, from people about our relationship, lots of different kinds of questions. And we have often discussed how sales is a lot like dating. It is a lot like dating. And, you know, love is in the air and it's the relationship episode. It's, it's going to be Valentine's Day, so I'm very excited for that. And I thought, why not? This makes perfect sense. We'll answer some of those questions. Okay. And, and you know, so the first question I think we should answer, no one asked it, but just to, you know, kind of get in the groove. Get the is, ball rolling, so to speak. Why is it that we say relationships or, or business sales is like dating? Well, I've gotten that advice from several people, Mm -hmm. including Rebecca Breeding, who was my first general manager in radio Mm -hmm. that trusted me to sell. She was the first person to see me as a salesperson, Mm -hmm. and so she brought me into the industry. Um, She told me, and this is a paraphrase, not an exact quote. Kids, cover your ears. She said, use what you used in college to get laid. That's how to sell. And what she was really saying was, 
have relationships with people, sell relationally, and you're good at relationships, you're mm-hmm. married, you went to college, you dated girls, mm. build relationships with people. Right. And, Do that same thing. It is knew? a dance. It who is knew? a little bit of a dance. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of uh, flirtation. There's mm-hmm. some courting and wooing and and all those kind of things. So Rick, Rick Ruby at the core also one night in a bar in Bellevue, Washington, told me when I asked him, I said, okay, Rick, let's boil it down. What What is the bottom line of success for a mortgage person? He said, well, David, uh, date your realtors. That's essentially what you need to do. Same exact advice that Rebecca right. gave me. Relational sales mm-hmm. wins. Right. And, um, you know, uh, you know when it feels good and you know when mm-hmm. it doesn't feel mm-hmm. good. That's exactly right. And when you're in relationship with someone, whether it's personal or professional relationship and it doesn't feel good, you've got to address the doesn't feel good and if you can't get through that right. somehow, mm-hmm. get out of the relationship, both personally and professionally. Well, that's really good advice. Um and remember in any relationship you're not stuck. You're not. Amen to that. (laughs) You know what I mean? I absolutely know what you mean. A lot of people fool themselves into thinking that they have no other options. They maybe negative self-talk. Sure, negative self-talk. They won't want to use me. I'm not successful enough. Mm -hmm. That's the same exact line of self-talk as she won't want to go out with me. I'm not cool enough. Right. Same exact Mm -hmm. thing. Absolutely. You you know what I mean? I haven't been in this business long enough. Nobody's going to want to, you know, use me or whatever or listen to me or I'm too young or I'm too old or all of those same excuses that we make in business, Mm -hmm. we make in personal relationships. Absolutely. And so one, one tip would be to, if you have a successful personal relationship, Mm Mm-hmm. Or you did at one time, or you got you got <laughs> married, or whatever. You know how to close did, a sale if you get married. That's right. You did something to get there. That's exactly right. You did something to get there. So rewind the tape, figure out what steps you took to get there, and now take that same skill set and apply it to your business. The reverse is true as well. Okay, so let's talk about... If you're successful in business... You can be successful in your personal life. You can, you know, reverse engineer that and have a successful personal life. Well, that's exactly true. So now, what I want to ask you, because you've made mention before here on this program that you've sold me in this relationship. You came after me with guns blazing. Tell me more about that. (laughs) I don't know what you want to... I just want to hear. Whatever. Say what you say. Well, I think I think I have to back up a little bit okay. and into realizing that I was at the end of my previous marriage. Okay. Because that was all part of it, right? And I, I don't know the timing. Cutting a client loose. Let's say you have a high dollar client. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's your highest producing client. Mm-hmm. But the relationship has been unsatisfying for one reason or another. Okay. It's been not good and it's okay. been not good for a while. Right. And you're afraid to cut them loose because well, there goes your biggest client. Right, there's income lost. You cut them loose. Not only income, but there's 
stature, there's um, clout, there's um, um, credibility, there, the, all of that that comes with having a big client, right? Okay, okay. But if, if it's bad, it's bad. If it's run its course... Cut it loose. Okay. And I would say, so that's that's where I would start is don't be afraid to cut it loose. And, and that's what I did after 26 years of marriage. I had to find the courage to cut it loose because I knew it was, um, it had run its course. And that was the best thing for me. And that was really the setup for knowing what I wanted going forward. Okay. And that took some time and, and, you know, I did, you can do whatever you want, but what I did is I used to like, you know, hiking a lot. Mm -hmm. And one time when I was hiking, um, in Arizona, I stopped and pulled out my phone and made a list of non-negotiables. Okay. And I was hiking with my good friend, Jenna Cadwell. Right. And I said to Jenna, Hey, if I'm ever dumb enough to get into a serious relationship again. Which let me say you were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These are my non-negotiables. And okay. then we had a great conversation about it while we were hiking together. And and, and what um, kind of stuff are we talking about? That's irrelevant, really. Is it? Because, yeah, it's personal. Oh, I got you. It's personal. It's not irrelevant. It's personal. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because, and my non-negotiables are going to be different than other people's non-negotiables, right? Sense. But you have to figure out what they are. Right. So what is important to me in a business relationship? What is important to me in a client? What is important to me in a personal relationship, a friend, a lover, a whatever? You, you've got to know those things. If you don't know what you're going shopping for, then you can't. You're just wasting a lot of time. It's funny that you talk about this because I went to a conference once and Darren's, uh, Darren Hardy, Hardy. Mm-hmm. was there and he was talking about making a list of non-negotiables for women that were in his future. And it might have sounded like must have interesting ethnicity, must have long curly hair, must have large breasts. You know, it was very specific. He, he gave it to us all. And then he said, and once I knew exactly what I was looking for, it was easy to find my now wife because he knew what he was looking for. And I think she's Brazilian, whatever the case. Well, it's true though. And this is the same thing. I used to do a lot of image consulting with people and mm-hmm. I would help them make over their wardrobe and mm-hmm. their closet and everything. And you, you need to know the gaps in your wardrobe before you go shopping. Right. Otherwise you're just buying stuff on a whim that makes you feel good in the moment. And you'll do the same thing with personal relationships. You'll do the same thing with clients. If you don't know what you're looking for. It's just like having a budget for your money. A budget's a roadmap for your money. If you know where your money needs to go, it's much easier to know where your money is. Yeah, or time. Time is the same way. So that's the first thing is you've got to, you know, um, be in a place where you can find something, someone new. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You've got to know what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And you've got to know on your on your non-negotiable list, be honest with yourself okay. about it. Okay. So if there's a 
you know, some points that are gray areas, be honest with yourself that these are gray areas, maybe prioritize them, you know? And so, um, and so then from there, I just start shopping. Okay. (laughs) As it were, I wasn't really shopping. How'd you land on me? Wasn't looking for anything specific. Um, well, this is the thing to remember is you, you know, you can have all the plans in the world Mm -hmm. and, uh, sometimes, Something comes along that you weren't expecting, weren't looking for, but you realize meets all the right criteria. Okay, so that leads me to believe that I met the criteria that you wrote down on that hike with Jenna Cadwell Mm -hmm. going up Camelback Mountain or wherever you were. Right, yes. That's interesting. That feels good to hear. I wish Mm -hmm. you, you know... uh, would tell me exactly what you were looking well, for. Well, I can tell you that later. <laughs> Middle aged father of two. No, I will, I will tell you one thing that was on that list. Okay. And, um, and I can share a couple of things. I don't mind. Um, I, I needed to, it ha- I have to be with somebody who's, who I can trust, right? Okay. okay. <clears throat> who's honest with me. Um, not afraid to be honest with me. Okay. Right. And yep. so, that was one thing that was really important to me. And you demonstrated that very early in our friendship mm-hmm. um, because I was seeing someone you knew. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't seeing someone. I was bumping into someone occasionally <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not dating, but you know how it goes. <laughs> and, and so, and you said, oh, you're not, you're not seeing that person, are you? Because... X, Y, Z. And you, you, you know, gave me some information that was important information to have about this person. And, and, uh, that was verified third party verifications, very important. It was easily verified. Yes. And, um, and you said, you saw the look on my face and you said, well, that really hurt your feelings, didn't it? And I said, yeah, it hurts, you know? I don't care what the circumstance is to be lied to or right. manipulated right. hurts. And, and you said, well, I'm sorry that it hurts, but I think you, you deserve to know the truth. Right. And I thought, man, that's somebody I can trust. Like you weren't afraid to hurt my feelings. It was more important for you to know that for, for, me to know the truth. And that's, that's a big deal for me. And that's important in business. And here's why that's important in business. If you're working with a customer and they don't have a good understanding of what needs to be happening in their business to be successful, you have to not be afraid to tell them what is not working. Yes. Even if it's their favorite thing. Mm -hmm. If they are people who are into macrame. Yeah. And their technique is terrible, and that's why they're not selling anything. Right. You got to be able to tell them, here's the deal. Do you know what I mean? I absolutely. I've, I've, and at that point in our relationship, listen, I help people list houses. You risk hurting their feelings all the time. At that point in our relationship, we were just business partners. You know, we were just working together. Just starting to get to know each other. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. So I didn't. How if I were trying to date you at that point, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have even I, I would have gotten out of that conversation because you were just a lady that I knew that I was friendly with that I did some business with. I had to tell you what I knew about that guy. 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So if we were in a dating relationship, you maybe wouldn't have if we were seeing each other. Or if, if I we were, were trying interested. to go out with you, I probably wouldn't have done that because I don't want you to feel bad. Well, then I guess one point might be start as friends. Okay. Because let me tell you, we we had some very terribly honest conversations. Well, I think that's the most important. As friends. Uh, I think that's the most important ingredient of our relational success. We didn't start with dating. We started with working together and being friends together and hiking together. And Mm -hmm. on those hikes, we talked about everything. All the good, all the bad, all the dating, all the post-marriage craziness that goes on. And a lot of it does because you kind of lose your mind. Well, yeah. And that's something that we can get into a little bit when you lose a big client. Mm Mm-hmm. We yeah. can talk about that in, in a minute. We can get But to that. whatever the case, there was, as you said, dating is a dance. It is. We weren't dancing. No, and it was, we were pretty abrupt with one another. Right. In, in those conversations. Right. I mean, it was no holds barred, and there was nothing to lose. And I almost wonder, there have been times with clients that I've gotten to the point where I'm so frustrated, I just speak to them like I've got nothing to lose. I'm like, at this point, if they walk out the door, hallelujah, good, get out. Yeah. And you know what comes every single time that I get to that point and I just start speaking like I got nothing to lose, it turns the situation around and they're right back in. That's it, interesting. It's the weirdest thing. Well, it's like the takeaway. And I, I'm not doing it on purpose. Right. I'm just pissed and and... But that that's almost the way we spoke with such candor mm-hmm. with one another that because we had nothing to lose. That's exactly right. And I know for sure if I had any inkling that I had a shot with you because <laughs> when I write down my list of must-haves, I don't dream big enough to see you. That's true. Aww. I didn't dream big enough to see you. So you were never at all. On my radar. In fact, well, I'm not going to tell that story because it involves one of the kids and I don't want to do that. But I was asked by one of the kids not to date you. And it was such a shocking thing to me because, no, no, no. Ladies like this don't date me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, there was never a consideration that it was going to be a dating relationship. Never. It didn't. Right. You weren't one of those girls. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. And while I, you know, and this is a good lesson to be learned about maybe just being consistently in relationship with your clients, because when it's time for it to pop off, it will. Okay. That's Stay good. Stay in consistent relationship with your clients, even when it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere, mm-hmm. just like in our relationship. Right. That's right. We stayed in consistent relationship. We worked together. We hiked together. We kept talking. We kept, because in the back of my mind, I thought maybe there's a shred of hope here. I th- I thought you were, you know, way above me and would not ever be interested. Which is ridiculous. To Additionally, me. <laughs> I had flirted my face off a couple of times with you uh, to no, n- no avail at right. all. I mean, there was no. I you, just you weren't interested. It was 
it was dead in the water. You didn't flirt back. And I thought, well, he's just not interested, but that's fine. But somewhere in the back of my brain, this is important. Something you had said to me stuck back there and gave me hope that if I, eh, maybe if I just stay in relationship with him, maybe nothing will come of it. And I'm okay with that just to be in the friend circle, you know, but maybe. What did I say? Well, on our first business meeting, uh-huh. um, we uh, we met for cocktails on Friday afternoon at as Twigs a as a in realtor Kennewick. and lender uh, do. Yes, and we were talking about the first time we met. Uh huh. And I oh, do you remember that first time we met? And you you said, well, I remember the first time that you walked into my office because you had done my home loan. I had met you like ten or eleven years prior mm-hmm. when you you did a home loan for my then husband and right. me. And I remember that like it happened yesterday. And you described it like it happened yesterday. And and because you described the encounter with such detail, I had to bring you some paperwork or something. Right. But because you described the encounter with such detail, including exactly what I was wearing that the, day. The three-quarter length sleeves really hit you that I remembered that. <laughs> And I thought, um, that's not nothing. That's something. And I did tuck that away in the back of my brain. And it's the same with business. I gotcha. You'll be sitting across from a potential client Mm -hmm. and they might say that one little thing. Mm -hmm. Don't ignore that. Don't, don't go then later and talk yourself out of it and say, oh, I'm sure that was nothing. Mm -mm. It was something. If you think it was something, it was something. If it felt. If it made yep. an emotional response, it was something. Tuck it, tuck it away for the right moment. And the right moment for me was when I was on the beach in Mexico in August of 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, self, how would you feel about David Austin if you really let yourself feel whatever it is you're feeling? And did your response come with a funny accent? No. <laughs> but after laying, laying there on the beach and thinking about it for a while and really examining our relationship, because that's how my brain works. Mm-hmm. I've got to mind map everything to death, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I realized I was in love with you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh, okay, now what? Now what do I do with this information? Right. And it felt great, but I was terrified because I I thought, well, now I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. I have to tell him how I feel, and I don't know if he feels the same way. Oh, and... For, Scary. I can relate to that, but I wouldn't even let myself feel that way about you because you are aspirational. You are, it's like I'm working for a trucking company and you sell Maseratis. I'm not looking in your showroom. <laughs> I'm looking for trucks. You know what I mean? That's actually a really good, <laughs> a really good analogy. And I'm not going to say why. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of what happened. And then just like with a client, a potential client, mm-hmm. um, you've got to shoot your shot. Right. You have to, you have to, you cannot be afraid to tell someone, I want to do business with you. Right. I want to work with you. That's right. I think 
I am the best thing for your business. Yes. You cannot be afraid of doing that. And you just have to five, four, three, two, one, do it. Okay. You just have to have a little Brene Brown action. That that was Mel Robbins. Was it Mel yes. Robbins? <laughs> um, you just have to have, you know, ten seconds of insane courage. Okay. And before your brain talks you out of it. It's funny that you bring that up. We were talking about Rebecca Breeding earlier. Yes. And I'll never forget, I went on a sales call and went to a, a Pontiac Buick GMC dealership in a town called Gonzales, Louisiana. And the guy who was the marketing person at that dealership, guy named Glenn, great guy. But what he liked to do with new radio salespeople is kind of beat them up a little emotionally in their first sales call Good you know grief. run them through their paces you know what i'm saying Ugh. that's kind of what he was sort of famous for right okay. so we have this meeting and it is brutal he's telling <laughs> me my radio stations suck he's telling me nobody likes my radio stations it was just awful right okay and then he said something that created the common ground you know uh-huh and i said Oh my God, are you from New Iberia? Did you work at J.P. Thibodeau in New Iberia? And he says, well, yeah, that's where I got my start. And instantly I found a common ground because I had done voice work for J.P. Thibodeau and done all kinds of stuff like mm -hmm. that, right? So it ended pretty okay. And we set up another appointment to come back and actually give him a presentation, right? Uh, and it turned into a great relationship. I bought cars there. I became the voice of that dealership, mm -hmm. whatever the case, it, it turned into a really good relationship. But when I drove away from there, I felt like I'd been in a prize fight, yeah. like I'd been beaten up. And mm -hmm. I knew for sure it was, you know, 4.30 in the afternoon. My house was between the radio station or between where I was and the radio station. So I thought, I'm just going to go home. So I call Rebecca and I say, Rebecca, oh, what, a, what an awful meeting. Brutal. I mean, he beat me up and again happy ending turned out great he and i became friends yeah uh but oh wow and she goes tell you what david you're in gonzalez you live in prairieville which is in between right she says don't come back to the office but make one more stop before you go home never end your sales day on a bad call this is an important point and i said okay well listen to this i hang up the phone with rebecca i see a sign Three more blocks, turn left for Wright's Furniture. I go up a block. Two more blocks, turn left for Wright's Furniture. I get to the next block. In one block, turn left for Wright's Furniture. I turn left. I pull into Wright's Furniture. I'm sitting in my car, and I'm thinking, God, that was awful. I don't, ugh. I don't know what to do. And Everyone's felt that way. And then I just heard Rebecca say, make one more Make one more stop. So I got my stuff together, grabbed my little attache, walked <laughs> into the front door of the furniture store, uh, and there were two ladies with clipboards walking around, talking, having a conversation, right? And uh, one of them said, hey, hey, can I help you? And I said, well, yeah, I'm David Austin from B103, which was our light rock station, and I'm here uh, to talk to you guys about radio. And 
the younger of the two ladies with the clipboard looked at me in the eyes, looked at her clipboard and said, you know what? We were just talking about needing to do some radio advertising. I'm so glad you came in. Boom. There you go, right? You need that 10 seconds of inspiration, magic, and then do it, right? Every single time I had call reluctance for the rest of my sales career, I remember sitting out in front of Mm -hmm. that furniture store and going in and meeting Debbie LaCour and becoming their radio guy. Right. You know, we, we talk ourselves out of doing the one step that will unlock the That's success. That's right. That's right. All the time. Mm-hmm. And and you just got to go for it. You just have to go for it. Mm-hmm. And and that brings me to our question of the week from a listener. Are we jumping to the question of the week right now? Yeah. We don't want to finish the story about how you told me you loved me and I had to excuse myself from the no, conversation. No, to- we do not need to, <laughs> it, you know... Uh, a month later, we got married. So Three weeks later. We never dated. Okay, I'm going to really quickly tie up the story from here on. Finish it real quick. Tie it in a little bow. She called me, told me that she loved me. On August 12th. Wow. That's pretty cool. We I got married September 11th. Okay, so she told me that on August 12th. Whatever. A month I later. Know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, she tells me that I had a lady living at my home Okay. And because we weren't dating, there was no thought that that was going to happen right. for me. Right. And what? and that is, listen, it's the ugly truth. Well, it is the ugly truth. So anyway, I had to tell that very nice lady that she had a, a week or two to find a new place to live because my life just changed. And you, it did. You were the living, moment, she was living in your house. So how serious was that relationship? Oh, very serious. Yeah, she lived there twice. Um, so, uh, but I want to, I got to bridge the gap here for people who are going to think I'm a home wrecker. No, 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 no. We weren't engaged. We weren't, it wasn't serious. You that just way. said it was very serious. Well, it was very serious so in the fact clarify. that she lived at my house twice. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But um, we didn't have future plans. And early on in the relationship, I thought we might have future plans, but it didn't work out that way. There were other other obstacles that we don't need to get into. But let me. But I for sure sound like a terrible home wrecker. You don't. You don't. And you and I were just friends, legitimately. But I fantasized in my brain that one day you would call me on the <laughs> phone from Mexico. I, I mean, like that's a daydream kind of experience, right? For me. For me. I told you once, I, I remember. I have been listening for weeks on end to you talk to me on our hikes about the problems you were having. Well, that's true. but that's, In this relationship. And we don't need to get into that. I, I, but, it, uh, you know. The problems are neither here nor there, in my opinion. Here's the deal. When you know that the person you're talking to is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. You want to start as soon as possible. Yes. So I immediately, when I heard those words, saw four weeks down the road with, with us getting married. I saw it. It was there. I told you once when we were flirting, uh, if you were ever serious about wanting to change your life, all you had to do was tell me and I'd change it immediately. Right. And you thought I was kidding when I said yeah, that. Yeah, I did. I was dipping my toe in the water that day, well, trying to figure out if if it was cool or warm or what, so listen, what the temperature we was. We broke all the rules. We we didn't follow any, you know, codes of 
appropriateness or or any of that or kind of inappropriateness thing. really we well, weren't but, having an illicit affair or anything no, no, weird no, but, you know what i mean but people you know they think oh i have to make a clean break here before i, I you who says things have to look a certain way for you to be able to move forward well, right. And, you know, the only thing that I regret from any of that was hurting that other girl's feelings. Yeah. I regret hurting her feelings because kindness is my kind of core thing. And that must not have felt good. I've been broken up with. I know what that feels like. It is not good. Well, and to be broken up with and then a matter of days, weeks later, you got married. Well, and that happened, I think, in your case as well. <laughs> ish so ish so what i'm saying though is relating it to sales and business and whatever is even if it doesn't look like even if it looks like it wouldn't it could never work right try anyway it can work try anyway you don't know you don't know where people are just like when you walked into that furniture store right. and said you know what we were just thinking about this just happened to us you and i had a conversation about the bugs Mm -hmm. Oh, we need pest control yes. at this house. I wonder who they, the previous owners used or if they used anyone. I really got to find somebody. And I kid you not, that day in the mail, we got a letter from the people who previously serviced this house. Right. And when I called them, she said, yeah, I didn't know your contact information, but I had your address. <laughs> and so, of course, you know, I sent out some information to your address, hoping that, you know, you'd, you'd reach out to us. Sure. And it worked great. Yep. So whether it looks possible or not, give it a shot. What, what do you have to lose? Well, that's, that's exactly right. What do you have to lose? You know, in business, as in relationships, the worst thing that can happen if you ask for an outcome is that they can say no. Right. That's the worst thing that can happen. And There's no such thing mm -hmm. as asking for the business and getting stabbed. That's never happened. I don't, well, maybe prostitutes. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I will <laughs> say this. You have nothing to lose. Right. But be okay if you lose everything. And it's a, it's a weird place that you have to be in. Say that again because I don't understand what you just said. Don't be tied to the outcome. Give it a shot. And, and the, res the outcome's going to be whatever it is. Right. But at least you shot, you, you took your shot. Well, yeah. And here's what I mean by that. Let okay. me just further okay. explain. Mm -hmm. Going back to my mindset, laying on the beach, thinking yes. I have to tell him, but there's all this around it. Yes. And I thought, if I tell him that I'm in love with him and he rejects me and says, hey, that's really sweet. But no, we can be friends. <laughs> Which is am outrageous I, that you had that thought. Am I going to be okay with that? Right. If that's the outcome, and this is what I thought. If, if the only part of David Austin that I get is working with him in a professional business relationship and being his friend, then that's what I want. I want whatever pieces of him he can give me. That's what I thought. So so I did kind of weigh it and measure it mm -hmm. just in case, you know, because the other thing is there's always another call to make. Right. There's always, if you're shopping for a house, there's always another house. I know you think this one's perfect. 
There's always another house. There's 7 billion people on the planet. There's always another person. Nobody's stuck in anything. If you get rejected, it's going to be fine. If you get rejected by a business, it's going to be fine. If you get rejected by a person, it's going to be fine. There's always another fill in the blank. Always. Right. Well, it's it, that goes hand in hand with what I say to people about why I'm so positive. Think about the worst thing that's ever happened in your life and think about today. You're nowhere near that worst thing that's happened. Far from it. That's a way to be positive. Yeah. Okay, what's the question of the week? How do you know that you've found the one? Oh. Um, well, I can tell you. And it, you I, answer and then I'll answer. Okay. Um, and this is probably more information than you want me to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. My whole life, I have had a picture in my brain of what a happy, healthy relationship looks like. In all the relationships I've had, there have been, uh, uh, it's like a system of merits and demerits, right? There have been things about the relationship that are awesome in every relationship I've ever had, but there have also been things in every relationship that I've had that I felt were not. They were detractors, right? In every relationship. In long-standing relationships, I would say to myself, self, what can I live without? What, what works for me in this? And is it worth getting rid of some of these other expectations that I have? I see. And in every adult relationship I've ever had, I've had to give things away to have other good things. Except this one. I have zero things that are detractors for me. Zero Everything that you are matches the picture of the lady in my 13-year-old brain that I needed to marry. Everything is the same. The way you talk, the way you act, the way you dress, the way you work, the way you think. That's exactly right for me. How did I know you were the one? You were the only one that was everything I've dreamt of. Wow. Oof. That's how I knew. Oh, so sweet. I almost don't, I almost don't want to answer now because my answer is so very different, but I'm going to, because okay. I think they should see opposite sides of the spectrum. Okay. My answer is you really don't. Oh, tell me that. Tell me more about that. You can be pretty sure you can be, you know, confident, but. You really don't. You've just got to jump in and hope for the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a lot less romantic <laughs> yes. answer. Um, I can tell you, for me, the only way I know for sure is every fantasy I've ever had about the way people should speak to me and look at me and treat me, you provide. Well, thank you very much. And that's how I know. And that's why I have no hesitation and I have uh, no regrets. And that's why I knew the minute you said, I love you, David Austin, that my life was going to change. Yep. So there you go. And, you know, I think, I think there's truth in both of our answers. For sure. 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 Yeah. yeah. 
Your answer is a lot less romantic to me I than apologize. mine. It is a lot less romantic. <laughs> Mine's very pragmatic. It's you don't. Well, and you, you don't know. And you know what? If it turns out to be the best thing ever, as ours has, that's awesome. And if it turns out to not be the best thing ever, cut it loose and move on. Well, I can also tell you this because you were so spectacular to me and I didn't think you were even an option. I was able to dream and wonder and think about what life could be like if it were real. I wouldn't have done that if I thought you were a dating prospect. Well, there you go. I wouldn't have done it. Yep. You were selling and I was for sure buying. <laughs> this has been The Session with Londa and David. My name's David Austin, and across from me is Londa Sherwood Austin. Sherwood Austin Growth Consultants brings you this show every week. To give your business a boost, call 509-491-2663 for Sherwood Austin Growth Consultants. 509-491-2663. We'll see you next week.